Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. And for this week only, get a 110% sign-on bonus. 110% of your initial deposit by using code NEXTROUND. That's MyBookie.ag, code NEXTROUND. All right, Alabama Offensive Coordinator, Coach Nick Sheridan with us now. Welcome in, Coach. How are you? Doing great. Appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on. We were just talking uh, in the break about your transition here. I know your family's still trying to get down here, but... What has the first month or so been like in Tuscaloosa for you? Probably nonstop. Uh, it's been great. Honestly, it's been great. Um, very busy, as you guys can imagine, but um, and have enjoyed every minute of it. You know, getting to know the players, building relationships with them, you know, the staff, putting that together with Coach DeBoer. Um, it's just been a lot of fun. You know, a lot of work, a lot of early mornings and late nights, but um, yeah, we, this is... Uh, we love to coach. This and is what we love to do, so we've enjoyed it. Before we went on, you were kind of talking about your dad, Bill Sheridan, who's been coaching 40-plus years, uh, four different stops in the NFL. I know not to put in perspective. <laughs> but when you were born, I think he was coaching the Maine Black Bears. That's, were you born in Maine? <laughs> what sure research, was. huh? Yeah, sure was. Um, that's about as much as I could tell you about the state of Maine. I was We moved, I think, before I was two years old, but uh, my wife and I went back there a couple summers ago, so had you know, nice lobster and we enjoyed the drive up that way. So, but, uh, yeah, my dad's been coaching for a long time and, um, he's been very, um, you know, lucky and fortunate to have had a great career and, and coached a lot of really good players, been a part of some great staffs and championship teams. And so, you know, I've grown up in it, you know, from the beginning. If I remember his resume, I think we, we established in the break Bucks fan. He coached for the Bucks. Dolphins fan, That's he coached right. for the Dolphins. We have a Giants fan out there. He okay. coached for the Giants. Yep. So how do you, I mean, do you have a pro team? And you worked in Seattle for a while there. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, in, in coaching, you root for people. Okay. You know, um, you know, I'm from Michigan, so I certainly, you know, always want the Lions and the Pistons and the Tigers to do well. But, uh, you know, the longer you're in it, you just, you know, people, former players, guys that you worked with in the past. And so, um, you know, you're rooting for people more than anything, especially at the professional level. So, um yeah, that's probably, you know, because I've worn a lot of different T-shirts and hats as a kid, yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, rooting for my dad. So I think the longer you're in it, the more you just try to try to root for people. You know, I, I saw your face when he you mentioned your dad's been doing it for 40 years, and I'm seeing this more and more when I talk to coaches. Can you right now, and I know it's a bad time to ask you, uh, in the transition with everything going on, but can you see yourself doing this 30 and 35 years from now? You love it that much? It, I do, yeah. You you'll know, be I, an old, old coach someday? Well, uh, you know, hopefully we stay young, you know, but, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I've grown up in football. I know is to be a part of a team, you know, and I think that's what, you know, when, when you, you think about why you coach is you, you enjoy being a part of a group of people trying to accomplish something. And so, you know, that's what happens for coaches is you're a part of it for so long and you can't imagine not being on a team. And so, um, yeah, I, I love the relationships. I love the competition. I love everything about it. You know, uh, there's nothing about what we do that I don't enjoy. And so to think there, uh, sit there and think about not doing that, you know, I don't, I don't see that. It's certainly not, not in the uh, near future. So, um, but we'll see what my wife has to say about that. You know, <laughs> as we get a little bit older, my kids get older, but um, yeah, we're loving every minute of it and thankful to, uh, to be a coach. I'm proud to be a coach. You know, I think it matters. You know, yep. I think what coaches do matter at all levels. And I think we impact young people at a high level and, and, um, I think it's important. You know, I think it's important for our communities and our country. And, and so I take that very seriously and I'm thankful I get to do it. it. It seems like you've always been kind of an underdog and just stick with me here from, you know, Indiana to Washington, not huge expectations. You walked on at Michigan. You ultimately won a starting job there, but now you're not an underdog anymore. 
how different is that role? Well, I think you just focus on the process of what you need to do to win, and, and, and I don't think those things change. I think you always still have the chip on your shoulder. You always feel like you have something to prove. Um, and so that that's, um, you know, I enjoy that piece of it. Um, you know, but we really don't look at favorite under, I mean, we just look on, you know, doing the work and, and focusing on that. And I think, um, you know, coach DeBoer says this often, but you know, winners win because that's what winners do. And so we focus on what winners do. What, what does that look like on a day-to-day process? And that's really what, you know, for the players, for the staff, for everybody here, that's really what we focus on is the things that winners do on a day-to-day basis. And um, and you trust in on that, and you lean in on that, and then you know the results will take care of themselves. Nick Sheridan is with us, the Alabama offensive coordinator. When you have watched um, the team you're inheriting here on film, what jumps out at you based on what you like to do offensively? Well, I think um, you know there's explosiveness on the offensive side of the ball. I think there's some really dynamic um, you know playmakers um, at different positions. Um, I think there's some you know, really quality interior offensive line play that has occurred here. Some guys that are returning. Um, and I think there's some really good young old linemen on the edges as well. And so we're excited about, you know, the group, you know, we, um, we're learning about them each and every day. I know that'll be a process throughout spring practice is to try to identify what the group does well. And, um, and, you know, you couple with the quarterbacks that, that are very talented, very skilled, different each one of them but um, we're really excited and encouraged about the guys that are here and um, their attitude has been fantastic they want to win you know they care about winning Um, they want to be their very best and um, there's obviously shared goal um, you know in that and where we're trying to accomplish and where we're trying to go when you step into a job like this though do you look at it and say okay Jalen Milrow was the starter for a reason or is the fair thing to do just say I got to ignore all that and I've got to make my evaluation. No, I think, I think, you know, past performance is always a great predictor of future performance. And right. so, um, you know, we don't discredit the accomplishments of any of the players that have been here. Certainly we're going to, you know, implement our schemes and our systems. Um, but also what I would tell you that coach DeBoer has done so well for so many years is adapt to what that group does, you know, and so we have enough offense to um, cater to the skills and the strengths of the players. And that certainly centers around the quarterback, but also the offensive line and the skill players. And so, you know, we're not um, at different stops along Coach DeBoer's journey. The offense has changed and adapted to who they've had. And um, so we're uh, we're excited about learning what that is with the guys. You know, that's what spring practice is for. Um, and uh, And trying to adjust as we get closer to the season. Speaking of learning, how hard is it when you go into a place um, that it's a new offense. So you're, you're turning it, you're trying to teach a new language to all these guys who are here. How does that process start? What's, what's the first thing you do? Okay, guys, we're doing something totally different. What's the first thing you do? Well, I, I think, um, you know, I think there needs to be a level of trust that you establish with the players, you know, um, a direct line of communication. And so that, that they feel like they can trust you and that you can teach them better, you know? And so I think that's really what, coaching is all about is developing relationships with the players so that they can trust you and pour it all out there for you, you know? And so, um, you know, the first, the first thing that we had to do was get together as a staff, you know, and make sure that we were all together and pulling in the same direction. And we saw it the same way. And so there's obviously, um, carryover, you know, with, with coach Shepard, coach DeBoer, you know, we've obviously have worked together in the past coach Gillespie and me, we worked together at Tennessee for three years. So there's familiarity with things that we've done in the past, but then you have two new staff members and coach cap and coach Ellis. 
And so, you know, we're getting together each and every day. That's That's been a, a large majority of the time so that when we get with the players that we're all on the same page on how we're going to do things, whether it's blocking schemes or route concepts or pass protection or whatever it may be. And so that's an ongoing process, you know, because, um, yeah, there's been some changes here in the last month, you know. So <laughs> yeah. we're um, – but we don't feel behind. We don't feel like we're catching up. We're just right where we're supposed to be, and we're just taking it one day at a time. Uh, back to Jalen Milrow. Your fingerprints have been on a couple of recent quarterbacks and Joshua Dobbs back to your, yeah. your days in Knoxville, a guy that started a handful of games this year for Minnesota. Michael Penix Jr. just played for a national championship with you guys, a guy that should start some games coming up. Uh, when you look at Jalen Milrow, do you see that upside? For you sure. see with Dobbs and you see with Penix Jr. No, absolutely. I think he's an extremely talented and hardworking person. You know, I think um, everybody knows about the explosiveness as a runner, but I also think he's extremely explosive as a passer too. You know, he's got a very strong arm, um, and you know he he he's playing. The, you know the the first time last year with the large majority of the snaps, right? He's still, you know, I don't, I know people don't like to use the word develop anymore, but you know, that's part of a journey of a quarterback is the experiences that you go through help you as you move forward in your career. And so uh, he's an extremely talented player. I don't think there's any doubt about it. And he's got a great attitude and a, and a work ethic that's really unmatched. So um, I've really enjoyed that time that I've spent with him as I have with the other quarterbacks in the room. It's just a really quality room with great people. I think that's what always lends itself to really good play is it starts with who the person is. And it's a room full of really great kids that come from great families that are very talented. Nick Sheridan, for a few more moments, the Alabama offensive coordinator. Um, any offensive coordinator I've talked to, you know, obviously coaching is almost it's a 24-7 job. But the daily calling of the plays in the game is what they they just love. Yep. And, I mean, can you just explain to me the adrenaline that goes through your body when you're, I mean, you've been at Tennessee, you know what a big SEC game sure. is like. Washington, you guys played huge games. When you're calling plays in an environment like that. It's hard to explain, um, you know, because it's so much work that's that's all coming together in a, in a singular moment. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's unlike anything else. You know, when you call the right play at the right time and the players are able to execute. I think what you enjoy the most about coaching and calling plays is to see the success that the players have. You know, the joy that when they execute the right play at the right time, what that does for them and the moments and the memories that they're able to create. That's why we do it, and that's what we love the most about it. Do you find yourself, like I do in Madden, always wanting to throw four deep? Go four yeah, verts. four verts, four verts. That's oh, the best we do play. have that in our offense. We don't We don't look at it quite like playing Madden in real life. Um, yeah. <laughs> a little bit different. I was half if joking. You, if you yeah. go back yeah. and have Devontae and Jalen Waddle and yeah. Henry Rugg. Four verts every play. Jerry Judy, I mean, that yeah. would... That would make sense. Well, those kids are super talented, and I know we feel great about the kids in our building right now too. And they're they're working towards creating their own legacy and writing the history for themselves. So, but um, yeah, there's no circle button up in the play box, yeah. you know, in the press <laughs> box. So it doesn't work quite like that. There's not a three box picture that you're picking one of them, and that's not how it works. So yeah. it happens a little quick. I, I bet that happens in your head a little bit, though. Uh, you have things flashing in front of you. Yeah, I mean, mentally a little bit. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's not like. Play. But I'm sure yeah, a lot Nick, of people yeah, think we're, it's we're, just like yeah. that. Nick, you'll, you'll learn very early on that we are not X's and O guys. Yeah, that's all good. Don't, don't let my shoes fool you. I'm not a ball guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. hey, so when I walked into the trophy room, one thing about Nick Saban is like there were so many players. There was not one player that kind of defined the program. And when you were at Michigan, you know, Tom Brady, when you were playing, was in the middle of winning Super Bowls early in his career. I would assume that was one of the guys. There was like a buzz throughout 
um, you know, that organization throughout the facility? Did he ever come by, say, hey, did you have any relationship with him? No, I wouldn't say that. Um, you know, you know, Tom obviously has had an unbelievable career, um, and I know he cares a lot about his alma mater. And um, But he was right in the middle of it, you know, at that time. And so it was just a different time. I wouldn't say – I know he's, he's since gone, gone back to Ann Arbor several times, but um, – you know, he, he stayed pretty busy for about you know, the better part of 20 years. So there wasn't many summer vacations back in Ann Arbor during that time. But, um, you know, I think, like I mentioned before, what's so special about places like Alabama is the people, you know, the people that have come through this building, both coaches and players. And so, you know, I feel su- super fortunate to be a part of it. And, um, to add to it, you know, I think when you come to a place like this, you recognize the magnitude. You know, you recognize the history, the tradition, all the hard work and sacrifice that has helped build a place like Alabama to be what it is. And, you know, nobody deserves more credit than the players. You know, you know, you mentioned some of the great players that have come here during Coach Saban's time. And there was great players before that, you know. And so to be a part of that is humbling. And uh, I know, you know, myself and the rest of the staff feels very lucky, you know, to be here. Outside of Bill Sheridan, biggest impact on you as a college coach or a football coach? Well, um, gosh, that's a great question. Um, I think, you know, I'll mention one person here just cause you asked, but I also would, would, uh, you know, I'm, I've been very lucky and thankful to have been around some great coaches at all levels. You know, I had great high school coaches, both football and baseball, you know, Mike Glennie and Scott Tyson were fantastic. You know, I, I, um, I, I was, you know, I, I grew up in the house of a coach, and so the coaches that my dad worked with, you know, to be able to see that. But Lloyd Carr was somebody that was, um, you know, has just been very impactful for not just me but my family. My dad was a GA for him as a position coach, you know, and kind of got him into college coaching. And then for me to have an opportunity to play for him for my first two years of college, um, you know, coach knows how much he means to me and um and meant that way for a lot of a lot of players that you know played for him i think you know the former players here at alabama would feel the same way about a coach saban or a coach stallings um you know you're just in such a formative time of your life you know 18 19 20 years old and just the way that he protected the players i always thought that publicly he defended the players i always thought he had their back doesn't mean you weren't held accountable or dressed, you know, in a team or a position meeting if you weren't doing what you were supposed to do. But I think the one thing we always felt with Coach Carr is that he always had our back and he always wanted us to be our best. And um, I'm forever grateful to him because, you know, as a young person, he was certainly somebody that I looked up to. Did that make you tougher as a kid, though, jumping around different places with your dad? Like, I, I've met military kids growing up and they seem to be tougher because they can drop those relationships within a couple of days and move on to the next town. Like I was too selfish. I, I couldn't have done that. Well, I think, um, you know, you're, you're a little bit more um, accustomed to change, you know, to adapting to different, you know, situations. And um, I've enjoyed the stops. You know, I've enjoyed the journey. Um, I've enjoyed the people, you know, to be at different places and live in different parts of the country and experience different cultures. I've really enjoyed that. You know, I, I know a lot of, a lot is made about being the son of a coach or a coach's family and how that can be difficult you know, I got to play catch in, in the Coliseum at a Rose Bowl practice. You know, I got to walk on the field and, and uh, you know, see confetti come down at a Super Bowl, you know, because my dad was a part of a Super Bowl winning team. And so um, I enjoyed every second of, of being a coach's kid. And I thought what my dad did was awesome. You know, the kids that I looked up to, the players that I looked, looked up to that were my heroes as a young person, my dad got to yell at them and tell them, you know, hustle through the line or whatever it may be. And so 
I've enjoyed every stop. I've enjoyed the different people. Um, and, um, you know, I, I just enjoyed the entire part of my journey being a coach's kid. And my dad's my hero. Um, I have a, a wonderful relationship with both my parents. And I couldn't have asked for a better childhood growing up. Yeah. Finally got to a place with good barbecue. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Welcome to the South. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Nick Sheridan, the guy uh, who's in charge of the offense now and uh, making sure those confetti feelings continue here in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> Thanks for being Thanks, with coach. us. He's the offensive it. coordinator. We'll talk later to Kane Womack. Uh, I saw these guys interact on signing day. Man, you guys, uh, the, the continuity and the way you guys cut up and the personalities, y'all seem to have a good blend. Yeah, we, Kane's one of my closest friends. Our wives are very close. You know, they're, they're good friends as well. And, um, you know, we had a lot of shared experiences and, and on our journey. So, um, we stayed close even when we were on different staffs. And, you know, I think that's what make this, makes this opportunity so special is, you know, to, to coach at a place like Alabama in general is a, you know, a once in a lifetime opportunity, but to do it with the people with Coach DeBoer and Coach Womack, the rest of the staff, Coach Shep, I mean, on and on. Every, I could name every single guy on the staff, just the connections and relationships that we're able to build um, or have already built in the past is super special. And so, uh, yeah, we're very lucky and very humble to be here. Uh, we appreciate your time. That's Nick Sheridan.